Hi, and welcome to the Red Shoe Realty Podcast. I'm Stacey Sappington. I'm the broker owner of Red Shoe Realty, and this podcast and this brokerage are built for the agent to give them the tools that they need to succeed in this business. And today I feel so honored because one of our very own Red Shoe agents, Rachel Parrish, is with me and willing to share one of the things that has brought her a ton of success in her own business. So Rachel, thank you so much for being here and being willing to share. Thanks. I really appreciate you having me and I love being part of Red Shoe. So thank you for that. Um, I just love that we're a brokerage for agents. Like they're not always set up that way. So anyway. Yeah. That was one of the things that was so important to me to build a brokerage where we can share the things that are working, the things that are not working. And there's just, there's more than enough business to go around. And so that's the culture here at Red Shoe. And today we are so lucky to be able to have another agent share something like this. And the topic is open houses. Rachel is a fairly new agent, about one year in the business. And one of the things that she's been doing is open houses. And so I'm really excited to hear about the way that you're doing this and the things that you're incorporating. So, so take it away. Tell us, tell us where you start and and how you get these open houses going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So basically on a Monday, what I do is I hop on the MLS and um, I'll just search for homes that sound interesting to me. So if I'm going to be working with somebody I don't know at all, um, I want to be working in a higher price point. And so like in Houston, for what that looks like for me, even though I'm based in Baytown, I look for density of listings and so I tend to work a lot like in Heights Rice military area and I um, look for the price point that I want to be in and then I'll go through that list after I pull that search from the matrix and I just start calling agents that have listings that I'm interested in Um, and some days that's like four phone calls and I book my weekend up and some days that's like 80 phone calls and I'm still hoping to hear back to fill my weekend. So like it is a numbers game. There is a lot of like, no, we can't do that. Um, Our broker requires us not to do that or, you know, whatever. There's a lot of rejection in this, but um, you know, if I spend two hours and I can set up my weekend to meet buyers, like that's not a bad thing for my business. So yeah, exactly. Tough skin. I'm really surprised though that people turn that down. You offering to do an open house for them. Yeah, it's really bizarre. I know that there's some brokerages that they um they always say, oh, it's the you know, we don't want the liability. I bump into independent agents that are like, oh, well, my client hired me because they want me to be doing the transaction and they don't want anybody else helping. And I just like are you trying to sell your house or not? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. um, But the, the way that I I bring it up or how I, my script, if you will, that I use, and I didn't develop any of this, but I just basically say, you know, like, Hey, Stacy, I saw your listing at, you know, one, two, three Mulberry lane. It is gorgeous or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I'm an agent like you. I would love to help you and your sellers out by helping you get buyers in the door this weekend. Is that something that you would be interested in? I'm available this time and this time. 
Um, sometimes I get agents pushing back like, oh, I don't want to pay for that or that kind of thing. So sometimes I'll throw out like, this won't cost you anything. I do all the work. You only need to put it on the MLS. Um, but that's basically the conversation. Um, I only do two hour open houses and I only do that one home once in a given week. Uh, I just feel like if I'm going to get any interest, then I want all of the interest on one day and then I can use my other time slots with other homes. So, um, and that's all like, then I follow up with a text message or an email with my public info and they set it up on, on her and I show up day up with signs and a smile and a notebook. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the process for getting it set up. Um, and then leading up to the open house, once I procure like the times and homes that I'm doing on a weekend, um, you know, not everybody wants to buy the home that you're in. And so, you know, for whatever reason, yards smaller than they thought it was, um, the rooms aren't big enough, the layout's not what they thought, whatever. And you, know, you can't make people buy stuff. Um, <laughs> I am a huge fan of because you're helping people get what they want. And right. so uh, what I do to get ready for the open house is I just research similar homes in the area, um, similar price point, same school district within a five mile radius. Like there's multiple ways I find comps that are listed as active. And I'll go preview those during the week or I'll hop on HAR and click through all the photos just so that I get a open house and they're like, ah, no, we don't want this one. Um, Then we can get into a conversation of what's important to you. And then I can be a consultant for them rather than, oh, well, you don't want what I have, goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and fun fact, this is how me and Rachel met. She reached out to me to do an open house on one of my listings. And so I want to ask you a question when you were talking about the MLS, having the agent put the open house in the MLS, how far in advance or does it matter? You just want it on there before the open house or is there a certain amount of time that you want that open house listed on HAR? Sure. So um, I call on Mondays and hope that the agent will list it immediately. Okay. Um, For that following weekend. Yes. Okay. Uh, Last year, homes were just flying off the market so fast that, you know, sometimes I would have an open house set on Monday and then come Wednesday, it was pending. And so I had to redo the work (laughs) and rebook my weekend. Um, when you're working with another agent and it's their listing, we all get busy. Some of us don't do this as a full-time job. And so, um, you know, you are dedicating time and you're taking that time away from yourself and your family. And so I, I'm kind of lazy about this. Sometimes I need to be better, but just making sure that it is actually posted because there have been weekends where it's been so chaotic for me that I didn't confirm the appointment and it comes to be Saturday morning and I'm getting ready and I pull up the address and it's not posted. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> no one yeah. knows there's going to be an open house. So I'm not going to go. Um, I don't blame you. It's really important. And there are people out there, consumers out there that will plan their route based on the open houses on HAR. So if you're going to do one, it has to be 
I'm glad you said that. Like, why would I go? No one even knows it's happening if it's not posted. Exactly. And I have done them where the agent, they're like, I call them on Friday and they're like, oh, I forgot to post it. And so then they post it and everything. Every once in a while that works out in my favor, but, um, and I'm a person of my word, like my, my word is very valuable to me in terms of integrity and just following through what I said I'm going to do. And so if I told an agent I'll host for you, um, I really do my best to follow through with that. Um, I've had to cancel a few times just from getting sick and whatever, but you don't know who saved that search. And so even if it feels like, oh, well, no one's going to come because it's raining or it's a holiday, like you just don't know. And so, um, I will say, if you do this, don't, don't be an, a jerk and burn other agents, like yeah. follow through. Um, and then like on hard, there's actually, a on the app, there's a, a like, find open house nearby. And mm. so even if it doesn't get posted right away, if somebody is going through and looking at open houses on a Saturday, they finish up early and they're like, what else is for sale in this area? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if a consumer runs that search, they might just pop in unexpectedly. So, um, but I think it's a good valuable way to get interested people into a listing. Um, and then kind of my joke is when you're single and you're looking for a partner, where do you go? A lot of people will go to a bar to meet somebody. So when you're looking for a home because you're a buyer, go to an open house. Love it. Um, I thought of a question and now it's escaped me. Um, Okay, so let's do this. Tell me about the day of the open house. What is your process for day of? Sure. So um, like I said, I'm over here in Baytown and I tend to host in town. So I'll pack up my lunch. On Saturdays, I try to do two open houses. On Sundays, I just do one because of church commitments and family stuff. Um, And I give myself about a two hour gap between my open houses. Because if I meet somebody, I want to be able to like go help them. And so um, I leave that time open, which can sometimes suck if you don't meet anybody because you're like, oh, good. Now I'm killing time for two hours. (laughs) Um, But it's an all day affair for me. Um, So like I'll get up in the morning. I pack my lunch. I bring out my um, printouts of the homes that I've previewed or researched leading up to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also bring within that printout, like I just do the agent viewprint of those homes and then I can fit like, you know, five or six on two pages. Um, And I include the one that I'm hosting in because people always ask those dumb questions that you can get off the internet. Like, how many rooms is this? (laughs) Not sure, let's go count. (laughs) So I like to have those informations handy just so that if people ask, I can give them those details. Um, I bring myself something to do. I am an avid crocheter, so I, pack water and toilet paper because you just never know yeah (laughs) um I keep a chair and a bunch of open house signs in the back of my car and then just depending on you know if the home is staged I don't need to bring anything in as much but if it's a vacant home and it's not staged sitting on the floor um it just gets old after a while yeah (laughs) bring a chair um and then I just hang out uh I'll open it up I put up my signs 
I don't go overboard with the signs and I don't even have custom signs. I just got the ones on Amazon that are like open house that way. <laughs> and um, I try to put the signs on the biggest roads nearby um, pointing towards the home, but I am not trying to be map quest for these people. Like if right. you don't know how to navigate to a home, you may be a challenging client and I don't know that I, I want that in my life right now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I love it. Um, and yeah, you do get looky loos and people who are driving around with nothing else to do on a Saturday. But I find that if you set up a, more signs, then you're getting more of those. And if you just have a couple that are like, okay, we're in the area. Are we sure we're going in the right direction? Oh, there's a sign. Like, yeah. So um, I never set up more than five signs. And that's, you know, if I'm setting up a bunch from multiple different approach yeah. directions, but five is a lot. I mean, some weeks I only do two. So. Mm -hmm. And it is such a brilliant approach just because buyers that are not yet ready, they're still in that thinking stage. That's what they're doing. They're not calling a realtor yet because they're like, not really sure. So they're driving around. And so I think that this is just such a perfect way it never did fit into my lifestyle because I never could give up my Saturdays and my Sundays, um, mainly because of small kids, but maybe that's just an excuse. Um, but I mean, it, it really and truly is such a brilliant way to meet people that are curious and starting that process and catching them before they're committed to an agent and a lender. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm not trying to steal people's clients, but I have had people come into open houses and tell me like, our agent has been awful. Like mm -hmm. she's on vacation. She's this, she's that. And I just ask people, I'm like, well, if you guys have a buyer's rep, I can't help you. Um, like I can point out some other listings and you can tell your agent to go with you or set them up. But like, um, if you don't have a buyer rep and they're doing you a disservice and you're trying to get a home, um, I would love to be of service to you guys. And I just try to be, um, friendly, open and willing to serve. Um, but I don't usually lead with like, are you pre-qualified and what's your budget? Like, I'm just, what's important to you? What's the heartbeat of what you want for your home? Um, how can I best serve you and help you reach your goal? Um, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just like, Hey, I'd be happy to go unlock this home for you. Um, so that we can go look at it. And a lot of times I'm doing a lot of work that I'm not getting paid for, but when I meet a buyer and we do find them the perfect home and we go to close in those instances, it's been really awesome. And it's allowing me to work at a price point that like, I don't actually have a lot of friends who are buying plus half million dollar homes, three quarter million dollar homes. And so it allows me to meet people looking in that price point and help them um, and help me be. Or my flyer, mailer, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's so smart. Um, so do you, whenever you go to an open house, do you talk to any of the neighbors or do anything in the surrounding area? Uh, so yes and no. <laughs> um, I do know that that was part of the strategy that we were taught is like, you know, get there early, go knock on the doors next door and tell them like, Hey, we're going to be doing an open house. Um, if you have friends looking, you know, send them our way, that kind of thing. 
honestly, I have never done that. I suck at that. I have had a couple of colleagues at my last brokerage that did it and were successful. But um, for me, just the whole not planning that margin into my morning is really the reason why I haven't done it. Um, but I have heard that it's a valuable thing to do and I would recommend doing it. I just haven't prioritized it yet. Well, and it's so dang hot right now, you know, so you go and you put out your signs and you're trying to look cute at the open house and you go door knock the neighbors and you're drenched. So I get it. It is, it's a lot. And, um, and, you know, like you said, you know, you're, you're basically spending your day doing two different open houses. So, um, let's see, what else was I going to ask you? So tell, I mean, you can share as much as you'd like, but, um, you know, how has this changed your business or how has this affected your business? Yeah. Um, can I actually say like one or two more things about like in the, open yeah, house? yeah, absolutely. So- just real briefly, like I know that especially as a new agent, you want to show that you're knowledgeable and valuable and like that you can actually help somebody. Um, but the training that I received in terms of doing this method, um, people usually throw out questions just to make conversation. So a guy will come in the door. How old's the AC? He hasn't even seen the home. So he doesn't even care. Like yeah. he might not even buy this home. So I'm like, why do you want to know? Do you want to buy this home? Well, then we'll talk about the AC. (laughs) um, Most people, I actually just, and it's really hard, but you are better off saying, I'm not really sure I can check on that. Is that important to you? Um, And then that way, you know, they're like, no, I was just curious. Um, And you're not wasting your time being encyclopedia about something that doesn't matter to anybody. Um, Yeah. Just don't fall into the trap of being a know-it-all. It's actually better to turn the conversation back to them. Well, you know, how big is the yard? I don't know. Does this yard feel big enough? Um, I'll find out for sure. Do you want this one or? And not the home, Um, which I think is the best way to serve a buyer. Yeah, I love that. And I've never thought about that. People asking questions like that, but they're really just trying to make conversation. Yeah. And it's distracting because then you're like, now I got to go find this piece of information and they don't care. They're not going to buy it. So it just pulls you out of the conversation to go and find it. And yeah, I love that. That's so smart. Um, And you can do weekday open houses. I've met um, buyers in weekday open houses. Yeah. the interest rates have gone up recently. Like I haven't been getting as much traffic, but last year I was. Um, and for whatever reason, like Fridays have always been a bust for me. Like I've never gotten traffic on Friday. Mm. I have really? that do get traffic on Fridays, but I have not. Um, so, and I just try to plan my open house. I've got a friend that she just does hers um, whenever is convenient for her. I try to be thoughtful of like, if I was going to be buying a home and I could get away from work during the middle of the day, I can probably go during lunch or I would go after work. And so right. I kind of try to put myself in their shoes to figure out the best time to host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so then your question was, how has hosting open homes uh, changed my business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am a new agent. I've only been licensed for less than two years. 
And um, I've had, I think, eight or nine closes now, which is not as much as I would like. But um, based on some of the research that I had done, like that's actually pretty solid for a new agent. And, and your price tags were huge. I mean, you had that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so those I've loved because I mean, those homes are beautiful when you can afford a half million dollar home. Um, you're not as stressed about the dishwasher going out. I mean, like nobody wants to buy a new dishwasher, but when it happens, you're just like, well, that was inconvenient. Dish- We're moving. Yeah. On. Um, and so like just the, I will help anybody in any price point, but the ease and joy and enjoyment of the process I just like there's nothing better so um I definitely recommend it I've had uh let's see I think I've had four homes close over 300,000 um from people I've met in open houses so and that's that's like almost half my business so Um, and I, I don't know who's what, who will watch this in the future, but, uh, the church that I go to, I mean, everybody's a realtor. It's almost annoying. <laughs> Not fair. I'm Houston. I didn't grow up here. I don't have a community. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't have community here outside of my church. I don't have kids that I'm like meeting people at after school. Like, I just don't have the social network that some people do have. And so the, the like, oh, tap into your circle and who's in your sphere. I'm like, uh, me, myself and I, and like (laughs) all the people who I knew from my last job, like they're all over Houston and honestly they were more clients and coworkers and not like people that are still part of my life. Right. So, um, it's just been amazing to be able to turn to something, you know, despite the discouragement of like, Oh, well, this person at our church is selling, but they're going with this other agent. Um, instead I'm like, that's okay. Like I'll just book up my weekend with open houses and there might be a lot of rejection there, but there's, a lot of opportunity as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So is, and you mentioned rejection a couple of times with the listing agent and with buyers too. So how do you deal with that? How do you get past it? Uh, I don't sometimes (laughs) be honest. I mean, I think we all have our feelings and when they get hurt, it's, it is what it is but um I do have to remind myself like this person isn't telling me no they're saying no to what I'm proposing um and so it's not about me uh I mean sometimes it is but it's very infrequently actually about me it's about my offering um I also am one of those people who there's a verse in the bible that says like write it in stone, put it on your forehead, bind it to your wrist, like make it clear. Um, And these are the things that like God was telling the Israelites, this is, you know, and so um, I have several tattoos and one of them is a rhino um, here and just do it scared. And so there's a book, uh, what's his name? Something Alexander, but I think it's Scott Alexander or Alexander Scott. 
something like that. But he's got a rhinoceros success is the book. And he talks about like in sales, you do have to have thick skin. Like do not be worried about being knocked over and rejected, like develop your thick skin and charge full force at all the opportunities that you're given. Um, and so that's my reminder to, you know, when I get discouraged, I am not somebody who is going to wallow in my rejection. You know why? Because I'd be a hypocrite and I have this tattooed on me. So I need to pick myself up, dust off and move forward. I love that. I love, love, love all of that. All of it. Hmm, let's see, is there any, any corner of that that we didn't explore? Anything that you want to add to it? Um, I will say kind of going into the rejection piece of it and spending a lot of time working for free. Um, I have had people that I've, you know, done a lot of work for and showed them homes and sent them suggestions and, um, because I have never done a buyer's rep at my previous brokerage. Um, you know, they go sign a new build and I got cut out and I sent them to that open house. Mm-hmm. And that was like almost a 400,000 home purchase. So I was like, oh, that makes me yeah. mad. So like, you do have to have peace in your heart that like, I will probably be taken advantage of. And at the end of the day, I'm not responsible for that outcome. I'm responsible for the work. So yeah just kind of keeping that in mind. Um, The other thing is that because, you know, we're meeting these people who are complete strangers, our only tie is this connection at this open house. Um, I do try to set an appointment. I don't give them my card and just hope they'll call me. Mm -hmm. That has happened to me once. um, And that was an amazing deal. I mean, they were just a really sweet couple and I loved working with them and the price point didn't hurt either, (laughs) but um, that has really not gotten me a lot of business, just sending them my card and hoping they'll call me. So in the open house, I have my calendar with me and I say, I'm available to go look at homes. Like if we get to the point where they're really connecting and they're ready to go, I'm available this day and this day. Do you want to go check out homes and get your home now? Um, and I do try to vet people a lot up front. Like I don't necessarily require a pre-qualification letter to work with somebody or a pre-approval letter. Um, because the, the way that I was taught is when you walk into Walmart or, or HEB or wherever, they don't ask you, ma'am, where's your wallet? Can you actually buy something here? <laughs> like they just let you go in and look. <laughs> and, and so like, I'm taking it on faith that they're responsible. It has happened where people, you know, they haven't done the work and they find out they're not qualified for what they thought they could. And that's a disappointment for sure. But um honestly, that hasn't happened a ton. And so just trusting people at their word. If you're walking into this half million dollar open house and you're acting like you want to buy it and you want to go see others, then I'm going to believe you that you can afford it. Mm -hmm. And as we move through the relationship, there is more like, okay, now we're ready to put in an offer. Like we really need that letter. Um, Right. But I don't require it to start the process of helping somebody. Um, And I always tell people I meet, um, we do an initial consultation where I ask them like, where are your priorities? And if you can't get these things, what are you gonna do? Because some people will tell you, well, we have to move. And so we will start cutting out our musts and we'll start like 
limiting our criteria. We'll look wider, we'll look in a different price point, whatever. Um, some people are like, they don't have to move. And so right. they're like, hmm, we'll just look for the next 10 years. I'm like, good luck. Good luck. I'm not the realtor for you. <laughs> no kidding. I fire myself before we even start. <laughs> so good for um, you. I will say, like, do ask those questions, do have that conversation and be consultive. But um, you know, you don't have to work with everybody who walks in, nor will you even have that opportunity. But um, we get real clear in the beginning of what they want, mm-hmm. not just like three bedrooms, three baths kind of thing, X square foot this neighborhood, but how do you do your life in your home? You know, what is it going to mean for you and your family to be settled in already and not be spending every free second on Zillow or Redfin? Like what sense of peace will that give you? And just really focusing on not the process, but the destination of where we're going because home buying is treacherous. Like it's not great. Yeah. It's stressful. Um, I don't recommend it as a a recreational activity. (laughs) Um, but yeah, then we set up two dates. We go look at homes. I try to avoid doing the auto emails and like auto searches and things like that, especially in those higher price points. If they wanted to sort through all this automatic stuff, they could work with a different agent or they could do it all themselves. Um, I'm trying to really cater to the fact that, you know, if, if you're a doctor or a lawyer and you're busy with your practice, you don't have time to sort through 50 houses. Yeah. So I'm going to find out what you want. I'm going to find the best 10 fits. We're going to go look at five on the first day. I'm going to get really clear from how you respond on those first five. And we're going to go get the next, you know, I always try to set two appointments because the first time we usually miss it. But the second or third time I've narrowed in and I've figured out what they absolutely don't want. And so we don't waste their time on the other stuff and we just go get them the home they wanted. I love that. I love that. And you know what? I was just thinking, I love this conversation so much because it is getting me out of my own head because one of the things I've always been really stringent on is people getting pre-approved before I go and show them houses. And even one of my mentors, Jeff Glover, he says that he's like, we're not talking about pre-approval at the first showing, get them to the house. Yeah. And then, you know, so I'm trying to be less stringent. That's why diversity is so important to me. I want to be surrounded by people that think differently than me so I can get out of my own head. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Nothing. I was waiting to to hear the rest of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm having internet issues again, but luckily it hasn't been too bad. So, um, but yeah, I am beyond grateful for this conversation, beyond grateful for you being willing to share what you're doing and, and how it's affecting your business and just the way you approach your business. So thank you. Um, one last piece of just kind of to give you an idea of the numbers is last year, I probably hosted at minimum two a week. And so if you think there's 52 weeks in a year, I probably did a hundred open houses last year Wow! to get four clients from a hundred open houses. Like that's a pretty high failure rate, but I failed forward, you know, and I 
those were four people I would have never met and never had the opportunity to serve. And I don't know if they'll turn into a referral or another opportunity down the road, but what fantastic people I got to work with. And um, so just like when you have your open houses that no one comes to or whatever, like don't give up on yourself and also don't get down on yourself. Um, and then just talk it out with somebody like, okay, well, this is what I did. And maybe another set of eyes or another voice, a mentor can tell you like, okay, maybe try a different approach. You know, mm -hmm. it's helpful to talk out the, um, the way that interactions go, because even just explaining it to another person, sometimes you think, oh, I really should have taken the conversation this way. And I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, I know what you mean. When you talk it out loud, sometimes it, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing, not just with me and Red Shoe, but with anyone that can benefit from this. I so appreciate you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I know I'm a talker, so watch this on fast forward or something. No, it was perfect. It's such good information. So this will surely help tons of people in their business. So thank you for sharing and thank you for watching and we'll see you on the next episode.